Hi and welcome to a new episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. I'm walking in my own neighborhood on a Saturday morning. It's overcast, even though I see some patches of blue already appearing. So hopefully when the sun gets a bit stronger, we may actually get a very nice day. The neighborhood is beautiful right now. Spring has really sprung, and all around me, the gardens, we we love gardens in the Netherlands, and uh, many people are lucky to have one. The gardens are filled with flowers already. We get these tiny little blue flowers. This this is a beautiful magnolia tree. It's, uh, It's in full bloom, and there are many of them all over the country. Uh, a few days ago, I was in another city, north of here, and uh, I was filming in, in a monastery, or a convent, actually, a Dominican convent. And in the garden of the convent, they had this magnificent, beautiful magnolia tree, very tall. Just a, the shape was perfect. And it looked like paradise in the center of that, of that monastery, of that uh, huge ancient building. It's absolutely gorgeous. It is a, a Saturday morning <laughs> of a day that may be a bit busier than uh, my normal Saturdays. I'll uh, have a visit from my sister's family. They're coming over for my birthday. That was a couple of days ago. Hmm, there's a neighborhood gathering here. People getting together, chatting Perhaps it's an outing. It seems to be, I think, a Turkish group of people with a lot of uh, different uh, ethnicities here in this uh, neighborhood where I live. Uh, There's a pretty big Turkish community. They have actually uh, a mosque uh, not far from here. Uh, There's also a smaller Moroccan uh, group and uh, quite a few uh, African people, North African people. Uh, Morocco, of course, also being North Africa, but also a bit more from the uh, north northeastern part of of Africa. And uh, the neighborhood is constantly changing. They've just uh, they just tore down an old school next to the church near which I live, and uh, the school hadn't been in use for several years. They moved. They've merged that school with another school in the neighborhood. And so someone bought the property and they're now, they've now demolished it and they're going to build new apartment buildings, which will also change the, the demographic of the, of the neighborhood. Uh, they're, in, in the Netherlands, they're, doing, they're putting quite a bit of effort into uh, making sure that every neighborhood has a, has a certain mix of people in terms of background, culture, uh, also income classes, so that you get a good, a good balance. And uh, so it's, it's always, always changing, just like nature. <laughs> and uh, before my, uh, my sister's family comes over, I, I had a couple of options. I, I, normally on Saturday morning, I try to do a bit of uh, housekeeping, cleaning the kitchen and the, the various rooms, uh, the, uh, dusting off the shelves, <laughs> Um, and also sometimes digital cleaning, trying to get the inbox to zero again. Um, I, I have this long, ongoing process of archiving 
and uh, putting order into my digital archives, which is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of time and I don't want to spend uh, more than a couple of hours every week on it. But uh, that's one thing I could do. I also could have uh, sat behind the computer and finished the last piece of an edit for the for a TV show that I have to uh, uh, hand over or deliver next week. Next, what is it? I think Monday evening. Um, it's an episode about uh, going on a pilgrimage. It's um, almost a teaser for the for the the big pilgrimage that I'm going to undertake in a week from now to Santiago. And I've interviewed a number of people that either are walking or have walked the Camino, as well as um, a sister who lives at one of the older and more well-known places of pilgrimage in the Netherlands. And uh, so we filmed the material on, I think it was on Tuesday, on a beautiful day. Uh, It was just a perfect spring day, Uh, but it still needs to be edited. I'm doing this together with Hugo, who I work with uh, from time to time. So he's um, editing part of the episode, or actually the, 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 the biggest part of the episode. Um, but I had filmed another interview on Sunday, last Sunday, which I would edit. So that was also an option. Um, but I decided to go out for a walk anyway. Um, and it's probably, well, it's for two reasons. I, I just feel the pull of being outside, especially when, when I'm super busy and all I do is work, and that's been the case last week. Even the past two days, or three days, even on my birthday on Wednesday, I had to work, I had to film. And then on Thursday and Friday, I had uh, every day, uh, both those days um, a couple of hours every day on a location not here where I live, but elsewhere. So there's travel time, there's filming time. Um, but when I'm b- busy... I feel the pull of nature and I want to get out and I want to get, you know, have some time for myself uh, in order to to reflect, to pray, to meditate, to record podcasts like this. Um, believe it or not, but I don't consider recording a podcast to be work. It's actually much more of a, a form of... Well, perhaps, especially this one's more meditation, you know, I can, uh, I can talk to you, but at the same time, I'm talking to myself, and I'm, I'm thinking and putting some order in my thought, into my thoughts. So that's, uh, that's definitely one of the two reasons. The other reason is, um, the already mentioned big pilgrimage to, uh, to, uh, uh, Santiago de Compostela. I've, just booked my flight. I've been extremely late with all the preparations. Um, not that I'm stressed, not I'm, you know, I think a couple of years before I would have totally panicked, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave in one week from now. I haven't uh, arranged anything. This time, I almost feel like it's part of the experience to not prepare, not over-prepare. And I keep thinking of, uh, of The Hobbit, of Bilbo's adventure and how he got pulled into that adventure um, on a whim <laughs> when he's sitting there uh, in front of his hobbit hole and Gandalf passes by and seeks someone 
to go on an adventure. He has no idea that the next day already he'll be, uh, he'll be leaving. And <laughs> the dwarfs will stumble in. And uh, uh, so there is a bit of that Turkish bravery that is required to go on an adventure and to try to not micromanage everything that precedes it. Of course, you do need to uh, think and prepare, but it's, you shouldn't panic. <laughs> so um, the, 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 the second reason that I'm walking here right now outside with a backpack carrying this time about nine kilograms. So that's uh, six bottles of a liter and a half <laughs> of, of water. I just took soda bottles and filled them with water. And uh, that is because I, uh, I know that I want to train a little bit more. Um, I just not try, I don't, I, I don't want to spend two weeks in a row without walking. I don't think my body is gonna like the transition once I'm in Lourdes to start the, the whole thing. Um, but it, the, the, the consequence of me be walking right now here is that I'll have to rearrange my schedule so that I can actually edit that part, you know, that portion of the episode, of the TV episode that I'm supposed to do um, either this evening or otherwise tomorrow. Although tomorrow I have, of course, Palm Sunday Masses. And uh, after that, I made an appointment with uh, uh, a parishioner here and some of his friends to go uh, play uh, Star Wars. What is it? It's like this strategy board game uh, that he purchased a couple of weeks ago, and he's dying to play it with another Star Wars fan. And I deliberately actually planned that afternoon to do that to prevent myself from, from working again on Sunday, which I've done so many times in the past months. So whatever the consequences are, sometimes you have to just protect the things that you think are more important than work, even though work may actually uh, become a problem. <laughs> but I don't want to be stressed out anymore by things that are not worth uh, the stress. That, by the way, is, is kind of my motto for for the for the near foreseeable future um for me going on a pilgrimage and i've, I've thought about this uh, many many times it is the, i think the, the most important aspect of it is to choose because i made that choice this wasn't something that just was was asked to me to do or um, circumstances inflicted upon me. No, I chose to go on a pilgrimage to deliberately walk away from the things that I feel sometimes may keep me uh, hostage, or, or make me a hostage. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a way to reset my priorities and to um, go through the experience of of letting go of a, a lot of things that normally I would feel obliged to do. I, 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 some, sometimes commitments that I uh, cause myself where I, I said yes to too many things. Well, you know the things. I've been talking about this for many years. But to have, I've, I don't think in the, for the 
past 20 years that I've been a priest now, I don't think I've ever had a long period of more than six weeks to completely let go of everything that is normally occupying my mind and my time and to create space for something else. I don't know what that something else is going to be. I don't know what awaits me. And I don't want to know. I, I made sure I had the, the, like the bare necessities, which is a backpack. I'm not sure if it's going to be this backpack. I'm still fighting with it to uh, uh, see if I can uh, adjust it so it will fit me. I've, of course, I'm, I'm, I've never carried a backpack uh, for an extensive time. So I've had some tips from people that have walked a Camino, but adjusting a backpack so that it really the, it distributes the weight um, in a responsible way is not something that I know how to do. So I've, I've been trying to adjust it a little bit. If I can't figure it out, I'll just go to one of those specialist stores and, and get, um, get a new one. This is going to be the most important thing <laughs> that I will carry with me. If the backpack causes problems, then it's going to cause problems every single day of the way. So that's something I don't want to uh, uh, neglect or, or, uh, uh, or be too cheap about. After all, I've had this one for years, perhaps 10 years. So it's, it's old and I may want to switch to something a bit more advanced. Um, I've made my list, my packing list of things that I'm going to take with me. And I'm aiming for that magical weight of... 10% of my own body weight. Now, I am heavier than I want to be right now. I weigh around 82 kilograms, which is 10 kilograms more than I weighed um, in, in previous years. Uh, and a lot of that, I blame a lot of that weight on myself, of course, but also on the, the kind of the working schedule that I, that I uh, um, committed to. Uh, I think the combination of, of, of a lot of work, which I enjoy doing, it's not that it's, uh, it's a, a punishment to do this work, and I think it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, but it was uh, new work, so it's, it's things that I haven't done before, which means I, it took me more time and more energy than I thought it would. I think that all led to me not having enough, I don't know, enough willpower probably, enough time also to uh, maintain a healthy regimen. But anyway, the magic uh, threshold for, for what you carry with you on a pilgrimage like this is 10% of your body weight, which then would be around a little bit, a little more than eight kilograms, which may seem a lot, but it's actually very little. Eight kilograms, uh, it, it just means the backpack itself is already you know, between uh, half a kilo and a kilo, kilogram. Uh, and then you've got a pair of trousers, you've got sandals for when you're wa not walking in your boots, you need some underwear, you need a, a fast drying uh, shirts. All that is lightweight. Of course, you need a sleeping bag because um, you don't want to sleep under <laughs> uh, using the, uh, uh, what is it, the sheets that have been there for years and have been used by thousands of pilgrims before you and haven't, you know, what's this little kitty? Hi, that's a microphone. Meow, meow. Oh. Now he wants to be friends with the microphone. 
I wonder if he's not hunting because he's sitting there in the grass and I see a duck there with two ducklings. So the cat actually maybe that's the, probably the reason that he's so cool. He's like, you know, I'm just having I'm just having breakfast here. <laughs> well, the mother duck is very vigilant, so I don't think the cat stands a chance. Uh, well, that's nature too. I'm uh, just exiting the little swamp-like park close to my house. And that's why there's uh, you have all these animals. So, uh, gosh, I'm not going to give you the entire list, but it's really the bare necessities. Um, one, one category that I'm still debating on is uh, equipment. I think it's very important that I let go of my social media uh, usage. So, of course, every single day I'm on social media. It's where I spend time communicate, communicating, building friendships, exchanging information, entertaining others and being entertained. But all that is something I'm going to leave behind for a while, again, to just create space and to change the pace of my life. And uh, But one thing that I have committed to, and I want to do this for, because I think it's, important, it's an important way for me to process this whole pilgrimage, is to create videos, to film vlogs, Probably what I will do is to film more than just what I need for the vlogs um, so that I have some material for when I'm back to uh, put together a longer, I don't know, not a documentary is a big word, but like a super vlog of my experiences. Perhaps I'll also, uh, hey, the little doggy is mad at me. I don't know why I'm not in his garden. Hey, hey, buddy, hi, buddy. <laughs> uh, he's just had too much coffee this morning. <laughs> it's a small house near the water. This is one of those arms that connect to the canal later on. And so pe some people have uh, a house here, some boats. There is a, uh, I think a big community house of a, uh, what is it? I think it's a group of people in, uh, that do canoeing. Is that the word? Well, anyway, boat-faring people. <laughs> and uh, so where was I? Gosh, I'm distracted today. I was talking about the equipment stuff. So I do want to um, have some material with me to film. And then, of course, the geek in me is, is battling with the pilgrim in me. The geek says... Wouldn't it be lovely to have a wonderful camera that is lightweight, has wonderful sound and image, and that's something you don't have right now, at least not in a portable form, so you need to get a new camera. Um, then there's the pilgrim that says, well, you know what? <laughs> it's, not the, it's not the equipment that is important, it's the story, it's your experience. Focus on that, and the rest is uh, secondary, secondary importance. Um, then the geek says... Yes, but this is a unique opportunity. I'm never going to do this anymore. So I need to... I, I, I'm, I'm challenged to make the most out of the time that I have during the Camino to make wonderful uh, videos and images that will 
incite other people to go on pilgrimage and to travel with you. And then the pilgrim is like, yeah, but everything you take with you is something you need to carry for several hours every single day. You're going to walk about 25 to 30 kilometers, some days even more. And so what you have in your hand when you're at home may feel very lightweight, but after a couple of hours, it's going to weigh a ton mentally. And if you add up all that equipment, it's just going to add to your suffering. <laughs> so why not keep it simple? And then the geek is like, oh, but, you know, nowadays you have these wonderful drones and they're not that expensive anymore they don't weigh much <laughs> and yesterday the geek in me has the geek priest saw um, a drone at one of the media stores here in Amersfoort and it was the, um, the U what was it use it's got a weird name the breeze anyway just google drone breeze and you'll see it it's a very lightweight drone uh, it's about I think even less than 400 grams. Perhaps if you add the second battery, it's going to be a little bit, it's about half a kilogram. Comes, it's partially foldable. It's, it comes in a very small, lightweight carrying box. Uh, now I can go to the left or to the right. Go to the right, I'm going to walk outside. How much time do I have? Uh, 10.49. If I go to the left, I may actually end up in the uh, in the woods. It's probably... Well, I don't know, but there's going to be a lot of traffic. I'm going to have this big industrial section first. Oh, you know what? I can go to the right anyway and then turn left later on. That's what I like about walking. You can just figure it out while you're on the road. So that, um, that drone doesn't weigh that much, um, and it's a drone, <laughs> so it doesn't have, I mean, it's a simple one, but you can film, uh, I think, about 10 to 12 minutes per battery. You have two batteries that you can charge with a charger, and it would allow me to make, of course, gorgeous, gorgeous footage uh, to, to, to film the Camino uh, from the sky, it's gonna it's gonna be something I I will never be able. Well, I probably won't be able to do anytime soon. The downside, of course, it's an extra it's an extra 500 grams. It is an extra responsibility because it's equipment. Um, of course, there will be a lot of pilgrims on my itinerary, but there may also be people that you know would be interested in in. Uh, <laughs> taking my drone and, and run with it. So, gosh, uh, I don't know. The pilgrim is like, you don't need that to tell your story. The geek in me is like, oh, but it's a drone. And it's affordable and it's going to be so cool. <laughs> Bilbo had to decide whether he was a Took or a Baggins. Father Roderick <laughs> is both a geek and the pilgrim and the two of them are constantly debating and of course at one point this week I need to take a decision so right now I'm keeping my options open I have made my list of essentials what I'm going to do is very simple I'm first going to get everything that is absolutely necessary like a sleeping bag and you know some clothes and and then I'm going to weigh that 
And depending on how much space there is in my backpack and uh, how much weight I may actually still carry with me without uh, causing physical problems, I, I, I may actually get either a small new camera or, um, or a drone, perhaps, even though it sounds ridiculous. Um, or, or just take the usual equipment that I already have, my iPhone, and uh, perhaps the gimbal with the GoPro for some nice film it, kind of film-like shots. I've used the, Go, the GoPro um, this week for the item about, uh, about uh, pilgrimages. And we were able to capture some beautiful walking shots because, of course, it's super stable. It's wide angle, so you can, you can film stuff that you can't do with a regular camera. The advantage of the gimbal with the GoPro is it doesn't weigh a thing. It's so lightweight um, and it's small, so that would be something that I could take with me. Anyway, so that's kind of my, my mindset right now. I'm not stressed because I know that I have an entire week I'm going to leave on Wednesday morning after Easter. I wanted to take at least a day after the Easter celebrations to, uh, well, to, to, to rest, but also to have some extra space, some margin. I don't think it's a good idea to, right after, uh, after Easter, to, to step on a flight and, and start this. It's, I need some transition. <laughs> and... Uh, it's uh, the transition is also perhaps the theme of this entire year. When I celebrated my birthday last Wednesday, was it Wednesday, Tuesday, April five? What day is it today? It's weird. I don't even know. Well, anyway, oh, I've got. I can see it on my on my phone. It's eight seven six five. It was Wednesday. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, uh, a, a number of people congratulated me on starting my 50th year here on this planet. And I realized that this is actually... I, you always think of the day that you turn 50, that that is going to be the pivotal year. But if I'm totally honest, this is the 50th year already. So this is going to be the year of transition between the first half century that I've spent here on, on Earth and whatever is left of the second part of the century that I uh, hope to spend on this, on this earth. And how long that is, I don't know. I may have uh, two-thirds behind me or, or even more. You, you never know. But what I do know is that this is a pivotal year. And I've always had this 50th year in my mind as the year where I want to um, look back and be happy with where I am. <laughs> It's weird. I've always been thinking, when I was 40, I remember thinking, when I'm 50, I want to be in a position where I have my own media company, uh, my own Catholic media platform, and will be creating high-quality, professional-level productions, audio and video, and have a worldwide audience for that. And I think I, I'm more or less there. <laughs> but in a different way than I expected. I think I, I, I envisioned something much bigger, much more ambitious. Uh, 
And at the same time, it, uh, what was lacking in that projection of the future was the content. You know, what, what would it mean? Why would you do it? What would it mean to you? What would it mean to the people that you're trying to reach? And I have to say that in that respect, I'm much happier than I thought I would be. Because <laughs> I, I've already heard so many stories from people that were somehow affected by, uh, by the work that I've tried to do with so many other people. Um, and it has changed me. That is something I did not at all think would happen. Um, I think the past, for the past 10 years, I've changed more than the 30 years before that. I've learned so much about myself. I learned from the, from the friends that I made through media. And it made me, I think, um, in many ways, wiser. Uh, perhaps not a better person. That's not up to me to judge. But certainly someone who aspires to very different things than the me of 10 years ago. And when I was 40 and I was thinking of, of, of you know, that day that I'll, I'll be 50, um, I was thinking in, in terms of uh, organization, um, things that I, the, more the things that I would have done by then. And I've done a lot. Um, but what I did not at all think about back then was who I would be and how I would have matured and, grow, and, and would have grown. And, uh, and I think in that respect, I'm so, I'm so surprised by everything that has happened. And I think it is because of the, of the work that I do in media that I've changed so much. A simple thing like recording this, this podcast... Um, and talking to you and just thinking out loud about where I am in life has helped me to be aware of, of um, what was happening in my life and where I was going and the changes that, that I could make. Had I not done this, I'm not sure if I would have gone through the same process because then you could have been completely... Uh, captivated by work and uh, the danger of work is that you can just do it for <laughs> all your life and never really stop and pause and think well, why am I doing this and where is this leading me and <laughs> who am I in the big plan of God so in that respect I think the past 10 years have, uh, have really helped me mature into the priest that I'm right now but it is also a year of transition because what's going to happen next? I think it depends much more, much more than I ever thought, not on what I have accomplished and what I've built, but what happens next depends in its core on who I am and who I will grow to be because that journey is not finished. And so that is why the pilgrimage in two ways is a is a transition for me uh it's it's a, a, a well like i said it's like a second honeymoon it's a a way for me to after 20 years of being a priest that was last year and the next i don't know how many years to to 
allow God to change me or to suggest change. I'm not sure if it's all going to happen during the Camino, but at least it's an opportunity for him to, to go into the deep and for me to go into the deep with him and, uh, and see if, well, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure that God wants me as a priest to evolve and to grow. Um, but I don't know what his priorities are. <laughs> Nor do I really know what my priorities are or are supposed to be. But I do know that this relationship will grow. And I want to. I want it to grow. I want, as a priest, I want to become a better priest. Um, just like in your relationship. Uh, you know, you, you all have that wish, that hope, that dream even though it may not always be on the foreground or on the forefront of your, of your um, uh, thoughts, but you want your relationship to, to go deeper, to improve, to heal also in certain respects. Sometimes you just want to do things over. And of course, that's never really possible. But what you can do is, is stop, ask for forgiveness for the things that weren't the way they were supposed to be and make a new start and learn from what you've gone through until then. I think that's, that's something I hope will happen during this journey, that I will allow myself and God some time to, to stop, to look back, to uh, heal what was, you know, what, what, what went wrong um, and to, to see if there are well, actually, no. If is not a question, but to see which areas I I need I need to grow in um, as a priest to become a better instrument for for God. That is one thing. But it's also the fiftieth year, so it's also about life in general. Where am I right now? Um, who am I right now? What is the way in which I'm leading my life? What is that doing to me? That's, that's an important question. Um, you can accomplish a lot of things, build up a lot of things, and I'm, I'm very proud of, of what we've been able to, to, to accomplish so far, and I never dreamt of, of being in, in the kind of work that I am, both the parish work that I love, um, but also the media work that I love, and I've, I've, I, I'm, now, I'm now able to do the things that I only could dream of five years ago. So, but the, the other question is, what does that do to you? And how do you, how does it contribute to who you're supposed to be? And where is it detrimental? And having gone through this, these crazy years of building up things and working really, really hard, uh, I've also noticed that there are some areas in which uh, I think the work has been detrimental and has not been beneficial to my life and there is a lot of uh, luggage that I'm carrying with me that I need to get rid of. It's like the backpack. When it's too heavy, um, you could either just try to struggle and just walk another mile and then you may actually get blisters and get all sorts of knee problems or you could look again at what you're carrying and thinking, well, you know what? This, I'm carrying this, but why? I could totally 
continue without it. That's where I'm right now, and that's what I, also something that I think the the Camino will help me determine. What are the things that I'm doing in my life that are essential to <laughs> to my my mission in life, uh, and what are the things and the habits also? It's not just the things that you do deliberately it's also the the way in which you live your life even the your, your health wise and what you eat and how you schedule your day what is what is necessary what is lacking and what is superfluous and detrimental and that's not something i don't i think i can figure out in a in a few days you need time and sometimes you need to step away from it all in order to get a clearer view Well, that's, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a bit where I am right now. Uh, at the start of this holy week, um, in which we're we're following in the footsteps of Jesus, even if he leads us into times of suffering. And, well, is, isn't the most essential moment of, of holy week the moment on the cross where Jesus says, into your hands I command my spirit. That is, I think, the biggest thing to emulate in your life is to get to the point where, without holding anything back, telling God, into your hands I command my spirit. You are the captain of my ship. You're the rock under my feet. You're the f my future destination. You're also the point of departure. And you're that guiding star on the way. And I want to focus on you and, and you alone. And I know that the road ahead will not always be easy. And Jer Jerusalem, the way of the cross, we're all part of, of Jesus' journey here on earth. But what I know is I'm not afraid because I'm following in his footsteps. And I want to be where he is because I know that where he's going That's where I want to be too. All right, and with those very pious words, <laughs> I'm ending this episode of The Walk, wishing you a wonderful Holy Week. Um, I'll probably be back with one more episode of The Walk before I leave. And I'm still debating on whether I want to pre-record some stuff for when I'm away. But again, that might be part of one of you know those many things that I, I tell myself are important. But in the end, are they really? Isn't it just going to create more stress in this final week before uh, my departure? What I do know is, and that's something that I can, <laughs> that you can take comfort in as well, even if um, I may not be podcasting during my time in Spain or uh, giving you new updates in the feed, what I will do is to share my journey with you um, on probably on the website, on uh, certainly on social media. So if you follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, the links are in the show notes. You'll be able to walk at least part of the experience with me. So that's something to look forward to. At least I'm looking forward to it. All right, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. God bless. <laughs>